Welcome to episode number 38 of the Sleep Whisperer podcast. Dreams are a magical word. Today I am excited to welcome Gina Laverdi. Gina has served thousands of clients as a medical intuitive medium and mediumship development teacher since 2007. She's helped her family and clients get to the root cause of their physical, emotional and spiritual imbalances. overcoming issues like seizures autoimmunity tumors autism depression cancer and more she teaches a medical intuition training program for holistic practitioners healers and special needs parents her book are you eating your bugs details her family's recovery story including protocols she used to help her own son overcome a brain injury This is just one episode on several magical ones about dreams. In today's episode, Gina explains how dreams are a way to get intuitive messages and how psychic messages come to you through dreams. She also breaks down what does psychic diet mean and how is it connected to dreaming and what do some dreams symbolize. It's really fascinating that Gina tells us how we can decode the hidden messages in our own dreams. As listeners, it really inspires us to keep putting out great episodes when we hear from you and you can reach out to me at deepartfightothrive.com and share your thoughts. Here's a mail I received from someone and she says, Deepa, I reached out to you at my darkest hour and I can definitely see a significant improvement in sleep, energy and mood levels. This really touches our heart and keeps us going. If you want much more after listening to an episode, you could reach our wonderful guests by clicking the links in the show notes. And you can also subscribe to our newsletter at www.fightothrive.com. Let's get to today's show on dreaming. Welcome to the Sleep Whisperer podcast. I'm your host Deepa. Join me and my many expert guests and medical professionals from the cutting edge science of functional medicine of the West and ancient wisdom of the East. Learn all about how to discover your root causes of poor sleep and understand the proper tools and techniques to end your confusion and begin getting a good night's sleep. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey with the Sleep Whisperer podcast. Gina, you can see that I'm dressed in the colors of intuition. So purple is always related to brain and so when we said that we're going to talk about the magic of dreaming today on this episode, I just intuitively chose purple. Um and uh, I'm so excited to have this conversation because dreaming is something I've been fascinated about and I must admit that this is an area which is very new to me so i'm looking forward to our conversation and i know a lot of people are fascinated by what is the symbolism of dreaming and uh, how can you actually tap into those messages to help you with your path forward so uh, you have so much experience with this and i can't wait to see what you're going to share with us today but you cured yourself of a lot of incurable conditions and i want to first know because obviously the reason that you've come into this path of profound intuition is because you had a arduous journey and uh, something has triggered you to move from that space of trouble to the space of full resolution so just tell us about how did you actually uh, find that path Well, I think I was raised to believe that there was God or there was something greater than myself that I could rely on. And um even if I might have for- forgotten that a little bit, 
when I was really sick, my son was really sick, where I went through medical conditions, the doctors really weren't there for me. You know, I couldn't find any answers in the medical establishment. And so I felt very alone. And in my aloneness, and in my crying and complaining and hurting and feeling grief and all of those things that we feel when we're sick, uh, I realized that I had a lot of power, that my body was meant to be well, and that I wasn't really alone. Um, And so a lot of it came from the feeling of being alone, which was actually like a trick, because I really wasn't alone. Right. But I had to be alone without people interfering, doctors and prescriptions and advice and all that stuff, for me to be really quiet and listen to my body. And I think that's what um, the magic that came out of it for me is that now I teach people how to get really small and slow down and listen to your body. So I got to listen to my body speak and hear why was, why did I have a tumor? And then why did another tumor arrive? And why was I having seizures? I got to like really get slow with myself and understand what was going on inside my body. So it was the idea of being alone and really that it was an illusion and coming back to you know, the childhood programming that I had that you have God, God is there for you, the creator, and you are never alone. Had I not had that, I don't know that I would have come to the same conclusion because we had, I had to go through a lot of other brain programs that didn't work. Mm. Like, like, uh, things like you are not powerful and you have to work really hard to get what you want. And you can never know your body more than a doctor could know your body. Right. Or that people die, like what you have, you're going to die from it. I had to like go through all of those programs. So if, if I hadn't been raised with a spiritual um, upbringing and, and it was Christianity, but that didn't really matter. It was just the thought that there was God, right? Right. So if I didn't have that, I, I don't think I would I would be here right now. But tell me a little bit more about uh, your journey of, uh, you've said tumors so just uh, tell us a little bit about that because you're so right that so many people have that belief that they cannot get over that and they it is a death sentence so just try and tell us a little bit more about how did you actually was it a combination of uh, different therapies including spirituality but did you also combine yeah. the medical approach and so that balanced area, the intersection between everything that you need. So it's not this or that. Right. For me and for my body, um, I didn't use any um, intervention from the typical Western medical offerings. Mm-hmm. None of it. No, no pills, no surgeries, no scans, nothing like that. Um, oh. The scans that I had even the, I had ultrasound and um, infrared um, scans and things like that. So I didn't even go in for those things. It was a strange journey because I tried to. Mm-hmm. So I tried to, I tried to find doctors and hospitals who would look at me, but nobody would, no Western doctor would look at me um, and work with me if I was also going to do the natural approach, just, I just couldn't find them at that time. This was like six years ago or seven years ago. And so now I work with many doctors who will, you know, combine both approaches. However, I think it was my spiritual journey that I was meant to go through that on my own so that I knew that I can. And so that I can teach other people too. not that my clients won't use medical you know, um, Western medical offerings, right? They, a lot of them do, and that's perfect for them. But I was sort of meant to just really feel the natural approach. So that way I knew it so well, I could teach it. So, um, but I used um, Gerson therapy, which is juicing. And um, I used the, the Gerson therapy. I used a little bit of the Gonzalez enzyme therapy. I combined it with the juicing and the coffee enemas, and that helped mm-hmm. a lot. Mm. I created my own parasite cleanse because I determined there were many infections inside of my body that were creating this tumor. 
Um, so I created my own parasite cleanse. And then, you know, I, I also took herbs and supplements and foods and did acupuncture and all these things to help just boost my, my immune system and my ability to fight, you know, so everything I did was natural. That's not, I would say common. Most people try to find some balance, right? Yeah. But you know, it just was my journey. I think it's, I mean, you're just living proof of the fact that it is possible. So, but do you, uh, do you need to be on a similar form of a lifestyle and diet even now? Yeah, I, I actually am. Um, I wouldn't say I'm on the same food because I think as you move through life, you have different needs and different needs for food, right? Right. But I still really keep like zero sugar in my diet. Um, yeah. I, I just eat really clean. I don't crave things that are not really, you know. Yeah, so I eat, I eat really clean. And I, I would say that at this point now, I even um, my practices are a little bit better because I've grown. It's, that was seven years ago. Mm. Right. So my own spiritual and health practices are probably more refined now. You know, that was that was not the only thing I went through. I had seizures and psoriasis and, um, you know, just leaky gut and brain fog and hair falling out and numbness in my body and bruising everywhere in my body. And this was over the course of about 10 years, just wow, this would this would happen and it would go away and it would feel better. And then another thing would happen. And it was just really healing through a lot of trauma and a lot of early life infections and things that that I experienced. I mean, Gina, I can't even think I've been through some of this when you said psoriasis I've had, but this seems like so much all together, but it's also very affirmative and hopeful to many when you hear stories like this, that it is very, very possible to get past it. So I know that you refer to a lot of things in your practice as medical intuition. Now, what do you actually mean by medical intuition? So for me, and it might be different for others, but for me, medical intuition is I'm able to use my psychic ability to really see inside the body and assess what's going on in there. I can see communication, you know, between the organ systems and I can see what emotions do to the organ systems. I can see the body as a whole, Mm -hmm. you know, inside out and help you determine what will help bring you more balance. Maybe what is the root cause? I might see like, an old memory or even something from another lifetime that may be causing a a symptom right now in this lifetime. Um, So it varies what I might see or what you might experience while working with me, but it's basically that I use my psychic ability and I, I differentiate that between actual intuition because I feel in my book, I speak about how your psychic ability is a little bit different than intuition. Intuition is a message inside your body, like a gut feeling or a heart feeling or an emotion that is yours. It's for you. It's telling you something is good for you or not good for you. It's, it's your intuition. Mm-hmm. But your psychic power is when you really light up and align all of your chakras and your third eye can help assess what's going on maybe outside of you. I don't, you know, I don't really want to believe that there is other, right. But you know what I mean? Like outside of you, outside of your body, right. So that when I, when I'm tuning into you, I am not in my emotions. I am not in my thoughts. I am a channel or a medium for you. Right. right? So that the, so that the messages are clear. Right. And I, I use the word medical intuitive because, um, this first came to me the thought that I needed to do this as an offering to the world. This came to me through another tragedy. I had seizures and during the seizures, I was, my brain was kind of snapping and I was channeling. And it was the first time that I channeled spirit out of my mouth. And I was channeling messages about what was going on in my own body. So I would be having seizures and then I would share it with my husband. I would say, her kidney energy is low. She needs to eat white fish. And I was speaking about myself in the third person. Mm. And they told me, my guys introduced themselves to me at for like by name for the first time at that point and told me that I was a medium. 
and that I needed to go out into the world and offer this as medical advice, you know, natural, you know, health advice. Right. And I didn't know what to call it because I had never heard of it before. And so I found um, an author called Carolyn Meese. Yes. I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but um, she wrote a book called Anatomy of the Spirit, which I then read and she called Mm -hmm. herself a medical intuitive. And so I said, I think I'm a medical intuitive. That's what I am. That's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but I'm also a medium in that, like, I am, I am a clear channel for information to come through. So I do channel spirit. I can channel through your body. If I connect to your, through your body or your guides, um, depending on whatever you need, you know? And, and my thing is that we are all our own best healers. Yes. So I teach people how to do this, how to let go and become the medium, how to become a clear channel how to understand what you're seeing when you're looking into the body, how to remove your own, um, your own emotions and your own thoughts from that process. It's practice, you know, but I teach it as well because that is really, really, really important. Yes. I think each one that's, I was just going to ask you. So is this when you spoke about there's a specific way of emotions and organs and systems. I was going to ask you that: Is this unique to each person? Is the is the is the connection between emotions and systems? Is it varied in everyone, or is there a general uh, connection between specific emotions and specific systems? There's there's a lot of general. Um, I'd say. You, uh, sameness between people like for example in our kidneys we hold fear or the yes. or the energy of safety right yeah but you could have any energy anywhere in your body like if it's not moving if things are not freely flowing you could have grief in your kidney because last winter you lost you lost your best friend and mm-hmm. you, were, you were grieving right so when you're tuning into somebody and you feel something like, I don't understand why I feel um, anger in the heart, anger is supposed to be in the liver, right? Um, I would say, trust what you see and ask the body another question. Is there anger in the heart? Can you show me why? Mm. Or tell me why? Right. And I think, think, Tina, it's also because our systems are so connected as well. You can't really say that each is sitting in isolation. So what's happening somewhere is impacting everything else. We can't, we need to see it as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to talk about the magic of dreaming. So how are dreams actually a way to get these intuitive messages? Well, um, first of all, we all are already getting intuitive messages and dreams. Okay. We all are. And so my thing is like to help you recognize them, remember them and use them and and make them happen more frequently and more like juicily, you know, like, like better, better vision, better memories. Right. So, um, I, I have some suggestions. Like I would say really set the intention that when you're dreaming, you will remember that you're dreaming because the practice of conscious dreaming uh, or lucid dreaming is really, really good for your brain. Okay. It's like a good brain exercise. It teaches you something so deep about yourself. Mm. So first create the intention that the next time you're dreaming, you're going to remember that you're in a dream. Okay. It won't always happen, but even just setting that intention starts to intensify the energy of your dreams and leave yourself a note under your pillow, what you'd like to dream about making it adventure. Like say, you know, um, I want to go visit my parents and my parents live in Chicago. So I often visit them in my dreams. Ah. Okay. So, um, cause I live in California, so I live across the country from them. So make yourself a little note what you'd like to dream about. Again, it might not happen, but you're setting that intention. And then, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you have to go to the bathroom or something like that, if you woke up out of a dream, at the very least, write a few of the lines down as, as close to exactly how you remember it as possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 
whenever you wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning, the first thing to do before you even speak is to write down whatever you remember from your dreams because they start to fade away. Yeah. Right. And then read it out loud to yourself and then just go about your day and do that for a week and read what you wrote out loud to yourself after that week and see what you actually may have either predicted or healed or made aware of. Like sometimes we get made aware of why we're having an emotion, right? Or why we, why we're feeling moody during the day or those things are revealed in our dreams. So that's an exercise that I like to do. I also actually have an, a dream exercise um, on my website, which I can post. I'll, I will post. If people go to my website, like after this, by the time you post it, I'll put it there so oh, they can see because it's actually something that they can print out and do this dream exercise. And it's going to show you what your dream means. So you can kind of map out any dream oh, to nice. discover what that dream means. Okay. I, I I don't want to wait until my episode comes out. I want to try this to this. I'll give it. Yeah, I'll, I will post it really soon. And I will share it. I'll share it with you. It's really uh, simple, right? Yeah. It's a really simple exercise. But yeah. I think dreams have every single dream has layers of meaning. So they're all they're all spiritual. They're all physical. They're all psychological, emotional. You know, we go through we go through the, the moments of our day, you know, the things that we maybe couldn't handle or we didn't get enough time to handle that happens as we move through the night and we move through our dreams. Right. Mm. So they all have, they all have layers of meaning. And I feel like we don't always need to know every layer unless we're so into it. Like I am, you know, and we want to dig in and we want to know about ourselves, and we want to really hike up our, our psychic ability. So this whole dream experience can actually really enhance your ability to your psychic ability in life. And that means discerning a decision, you know, like is something good or bad for you, right? But that's huge. Yeah. Making, making a logical choice of something is good or bad for you having a strong psychic power um, is really necessary for that. Um, and the other thing is knowing what is true because there's so much um, mixed information that we're receiving these days. And so if we hike up our psychic power, knowing what is true is much easier for us, right? And also dealing with our own emotions because we are being very triggered. I feel like a lot of people I meet these days are being very triggered and under high stress. Yes. So getting, getting better sleep was one is one thing is magical in itself, right? For lowering stress, but also doing the dream work can upgrade your psychic ability and help you understand how to deal with your emotions. And are there different kinds of dreaming? I mean, what I mean is, are they affected by what's going on inside the physiology of your body or the quality of your sleep? So do those things actually influence? For example, uh, the, it's common to see when the gut is under great distress, very disturbed, volatile dreams. So how are these connections? Yeah. And I think that a lot of people have, you know, good things to say about this and different, different opinions, but absolutely. Um, my book that I wrote is actually about the microbiome mm. and, um, because that was my first sort of foot in the door with natural health when my son was sick. And you learn that the bacteria in your gut affect the back affects your brain, right? So, you know, that the food you eat, the, the bacteria in your gut, if you have, if you're sick, if you have a virus or something like that, all of these things, your environment, if you go to bed with the TV on and the radio on and the EMFs, yes, that's going to change your dreams. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely going to change your dreams. Um, if you eat before bed, you know, you are, you might have nightmares simply, you might have harder to, to harder quote to digest dreams yeah because your body is trying to digest food so do go to bed on an empty stomach at least two hours after you eat yes 
Yes, for sure. So let's talk a little bit more because this is so, so fascinating. And I know that several times I've had very vivid dreams and then I've tried to decipher what does that actually mean. I've seen I've been in a lot of water or I've been uh, with um, elephants or going on a speedboat or flying up in a helicopter I mean, they've been so varied and I've not had any of those experiences of being in those spaces. So obviously they've been trying to say something and I've always tried to, but I've never known where do I go to try to really understand this. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what do dreams symbolize? Well, you know, what's a really important thing about that, that I teach people is that the first thing that you think of, the first thing that it symbolizes to you is the first thing it's the first thing you need to consider okay so that's really important because you can go on all these things and see like well i dream about elephants you know so i think that first and foremost what does it mean to you mm. is very very important and also remember dreams have multiple layers and so looking at other symbolism is okay but you always want to just sort of measure that against your own feeling of like is it that or not like Use your own discernment. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, reoccurring dreams, like dreams that reoccur year after year, you know, these are things that you definitely need to work on. Okay. I can't say exactly where they come from, but you definitely need to consider them and work on them. Uh, an example is that um, I'll give you my own, my own example. Um, I have a reoccurring dream that I'm in my sixth grade gym class. Okay. Now I'm going to, I happen to know that there's a past life issue in. So when I was in sixth grade, I was with people that I was also in past lives with. Okay. Uh, mm. This was revealed to me through other channelings and dreams. Okay. So when I was in sixth grade, I think I was 11 or 12. I was going through a sort of psychic awakening at that time. So that was a very potent time in my life. I go back there a lot in my dreams. I go back to that same place in my dreams. Okay. So for me, going back to the same place has often had to do with past lives, even to um, a specific, um, which, which I thought was a cathedral or a castle, but was actually a convent where mm -hmm. nuns live. I discovered that. So Going back to the same place a lot is definitely something that you need to consider is important for you to understand in this life in your life now. And it could be a past life or it could be a trauma that you had at that I, age. Yeah. Are you going back to a certain age and you had a certain trauma at that time? Yeah. And just ask your body, how can we address that? What do you want? I see. Tell your body that you're you're listening and you see it. And you're receiving it and you want to know, like, how can I help you body? Because it's your body that's telling you this, right? It's your mind, right? But if there is a trauma or something stored in the body, it usually wants to be held and loved and listened to. And yeah. it usually, sometimes it knows what it wants and it'll reveal itself to you. Yeah, for sure. But I would like to know, maybe are there some... Um, I mean, maybe not everyone listening is in a space where they are able to make these connections. So could you tell us a little bit about some uh, connections between some imagery in dreams and what do they what they might symbolize? Um, a lot of times I think snakes and dreams represent the Kundalini rising, mm. um, you know, that that fire underneath that's coming you know coming up and rising um i have i have a lot of snake dreams i think animals and dreams is very legitimate to just go ahead and look up what's that spirit animal and what is the symbolism yeah. of that because when animals show up they're they're always there to support you and help you and the same thing with plants or foods so like if you're having a dream that you ate so much watermelon you know, look up what watermelon is good for. It might not be that you're supposed I, to eat it, but maybe you need kidney and bladder yeah, health or something yeah. like that. Um, 
Yeah, yeah I know people who dream of eating fish and uh, sometimes they've been plant-based for a long time and I always wonder whether it's the way of the body asking for uh, some form of omega-3s and... Yeah, um, I, I was a vegan and I was raw vegan and that's when I had the seizures and was told I needed to eat white fish. Yeah. Um, I had to get my body to that space where I wasn't listening. I mean, I enjoyed the food I was eating, but my body was saying I need to eat some meats and I didn't want to listen to my body. And my body got so sick that I then, you know, had to prove it to myself by having seizures and stuff. And so again, that was a level of suffering that I guess I went through in order to get better. Yeah. So I don't, I don't regret it, but it was very painful. And so it, so, you know, consider that, consider that it is your body telling you exactly that, especially if it's recurring and you could always be like, well, you know, I'm going to, and which I did, like, I'll just take omega threes, like vegan omega threes. So that might work, but maybe it won't, <laughs> you know, Yeah. so try it. Um, I feel like, you know, dreaming that you're a certain age, there's something that happened at that age that you need to think about and go back to. It could be joyful, but your body wants to go back to it, you know? Yeah. What about water? Because a lot of dreams do come up with waterfall or floods or so many aspects of water. So what might water yeah. be symbolic? about for me um i'll speak for myself because i have a lot of water dreams and you did you say that you do as well yes plenty of them so, <laughs> water takes us into our root to our kidney energy to our ancestors right and i even think i want to say to like the mother earth right mm -hmm. so water takes us into being mothered being loved being home and I want to like, mm. I want to say also for you, I think that it has something to do with past lives, like ancestry. I, I would find like your ancestors trying to talk to you and things like that, because so the water takes us into our root, but our true root, our true root chakra is below our root, is deep within the earth. And the, we are made of water. The earth is made of water. Yeah. So going into the water is about flowing and being free, but also being held and safe and loved. And um, I often have dreams that I'm just underwater floating and I don't have to rise up and breathe because everything is just okay. You know, um, I see for, for me, there's past lives involved and I'm not saying that I was a fish, mm. but I, but I am saying, I am saying that there is a magical component of that, which is some like something that we wouldn't believe in our reality, but like, like, like if humanity started inside the water, like we all have this connection inside the water. If that's our root, you know, we are connect, we are connected there. So I feel like with you, I'm getting a little bit of that too. Like go back to your ancestry. Like what is in your, what is in your roots? And see, I'm kind of going like this, I'm, my body yeah. is <laughs> flowing like that. So, yeah. you know, there's water, there's water and there's air. Hmm. A lot of people have flying dreams too. And I have flying dreams, you know, um, there is a level of freedom that we have as humans that we're not expressing. And we often do it in dreams because we need to, because we need yeah. to express. Yes. So both of these types of dreams also symbolize Get out there and express yourself and be free because you're asking, you're asking to be free. And I think that's very valid because in today's world, there's so much of trying to live a certain way to please somebody and trying to not, you're not really yourself. And when it comes to water, Gina, I thought of one more thing and I don't know if you have ever come across that, that uh, people actually either love being in water or have fear of being in water so right. there's really right. never anywhere in between so it's either that you're a water baby and you loved it from the time you've been born or you got this very immense fear of going into the water so those are people who will not even uh, try and get into a swimming pool or any water body there's so much of fear and when they even if you talk to them if they've had some experience related to 
uh, panic in the water. They haven't in this life, they haven't experienced anything like that, but they've got this irrash. So I've found that there are these polar extremes when it comes to uh, your experience with water. And you're so right. I do think there's an element of freedom. So if you love the water, there's something as if you shed your responsibilities and your identity when you're in the water. Uh, and it is something like being one with the earth. So yeah. um, tell me about water. Yes. Tell me about how do you actually, you said about one of the things you said, which was very valid to me was about the little note under the pillow. I'm going to do that tonight. Uh, and also about writing down your dreams. And I usually remember them quite vividly, but you're right. It does fade away quickly. So after that, you've kind of forgotten it. But are there some other ways in which we could actually try and decode uh, what is hidden within our dreams? I think um, if you start with that and then create a higher intention, like I want to um, heal a certain thing in my dream and okay. start yourself out in a meditation and let yourself fall asleep in the meditation so that you begin you'll begin your night doing the maybe a, a visualization or meditation on what you want to heal and then let your body get into the dream about it. Right. Um, use stones under your pillow, like moldavite or kyanite or fluorite. Mm. Uh, crystals. Yes. Crystals under your pillow to accentuate your, your intention. You might put an intention under your pillow and go really deep right away, and you may not. It really like, it doesn't, I don't know what your brain's ready for. It's really a brain kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Um, and so just be kind to yourself wherever you get with it, get excited about it because the more you validate yourself, the better it gets. Um, I'll tell you something that I did last night. So I actually go into dreams to help clients heal. So if I'm working on somebody, you know, I'll, I will intentionally get into the dream state to do that. And so um, I practice things in my dream. And so last night I was walking down in a dream. I was walking down a road, like a foggy, there was like forest fogginess on both sides of me and just a gray road that I was walking on. And I wanted to feel my feet because mm. in a dream, you feel your body. So I, so I start feeling my feet in the dream and I'm like, yes, I feel my feet. And then I would wake up just a little bit. And then I would go back and I would say, no, get back in the dream. And so you can play with yourself like that. Like if you find yourself in a dream and you recognize that you're in a dream, okay. Sometimes then we wake up, get right back in the dream, tell yourself, no, get And It's this little sort of dance you play with your mind to get you back in the dream state. So I was able to feel my feet in my dream, which is not something I'm, usually I don't know if I've ever been able to do that but I did that last night so play games with yourself make it fun yeah set intentions you know set intentions and then you know another thing you can do is try to name a an object that you normally see in a dream okay so like think about some dreams that you have often mm. uh, and then like let's say it's an elephant okay so say when I sleep tonight, if I see an elephant, I'll know I'm dreaming. Right. Okay. Mm. And if I want to wake up, if I want to wake up, I will bite my tongue. So that's what I do. Like if I'm in a dream I don't like, I'll bite my tongue. Ah. Mm. Okay. Um, as, a, as a medium and as somebody who plays in those realms and remembers, you do sometimes feel as if you're trapped and you can't get out. Mm. there's really no time in the dream space and so if yeah. you're there for you, you sometimes feel like you're there for a long time so you should have an out I bite my tongue and mm -hmm. that helps me yeah very interesting and uh, I know that um, there are sometimes when when you spoke about how you play with it there have been times where I've dreamt that I'm a bird and I'm flying into the sky and my hands actually feel as if they're wings and they feel light and the fingers feel like they're moving 
<laughs> so you yeah. definitely connect to that and the intention what you said about leaving the intention at night the affirmation or the resolution that's beautiful as well now tell me before i know we're running out of time but i want to talk to you about what do you mean by the psychic diet so the psychic diet um, is part of the book that I wrote and it's a twist on intuitive eating because intuitive eating is listening to your body about uh, what, you, what you should eat, right? right. Um, the psychic diet is really boosting your psychic power so that you can understand your food as a relationship with you so that you can feel the energy of your food and the energy of yourself and create a strong relationship between you and your food. So it's not just, it's not just you receiving but it's your food giving and receiving to each yeah. other it's a relationship right and you understand your food as something outside of you but is going to become part of you so the psychic diet is about um kind of taking away all the dogma from diets and looking at food one by one and understanding if it's for you in this moment and being able to read that at any moment at any moment to know what food you are going to eat because it's good for you and you're good for it or what food you're not going, going to eat. It's not a real diet. It's not something like you can yeah. only eat this. Right. Except for the fact that it's a whole food, that it's a real food-based yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it makes so much sense. This is what I talk about as alchemy, that there is the connection between, you know, the intention that if you believe the food that I'm about to eat is meant for this purpose, and then it comes into the body, then there's the intersection where it's actually the goodness of that food gets magnified because you've set that intention. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I teach people how to upgrade their psychic ability. So they can read the energy of the food in their body. And they teach ways to muscle test and energy test to know if the food is good for you, what part of your body is it working on, if it's not good for you, why. Um, so I teach like practical testing that you can do, like muscle testing and energy testing. Um, and also just, again, you know, becoming the intuitive, becoming the medium, becoming the one who who just gets it on a vibrational level. It's a vibrational relationship, you and your food. That's beautiful, Gina. Is there any final thing you'd like to share with us about dreaming before we just get towards the end of the show? Yeah, I mean, we seem like we're limited in these human bodies, right? Like there are limits, but in your dreams, there are zero limits. So when you play in your dreams, think of your wildest dream. Think of a thing that you really would like to do if you had no limits, if you could fly, if you could walk on water, if you, if you could go to any planets. I mean, really think big and think wild and play with that stuff in your dreams. When you wake up, you're going to get practical enjoyment and actual like results in your body and your, and your health from doing that. So Play in your dreams um, and play with it. You know, um, if you find that a particular spirit animal comes to you, for example, yeah. you know, like an owl came to us. So significant. And you will start having dreams like that I'm explaining, like psychic dreams that actually come true. You will start having that, you know. An owl came to me in a dream and said that there was a curse that I needed to break. Mm. And the, in the dream, the owl was right over my car. When I woke up the next morning, there was owl poop all over my car. Mm. And so <laughs> honestly, like it was like a sign. It was, that was something real. And, and I've had dreams. Uh, I've had real dreams of uh, many of these tragedies that we see in the news that actually happens. You yeah. know, I've had dreams of them premonitions before they happen. So we all have this ability, you guys, because we're all connected in the collective and we're not using our ability like that. And I think that we can. I think it's one of our powers and our abilities that we can use to help each ourselves and others. So um, I recommend playing with it and having fun with it and then using it and, and talking about it and asking your friends and telling your friends. And, and how is the dreaming connected to manifestation? Well, I mean, I think you've heard this, like, there's like a saying, like, if you can dream it, it can be so or something like that, right? If you can imagine it, I mean, yeah. it all starts in your imagination. 
Yeah. So it all starts in your imagination, but like dream is 100% imagination, right? Yeah. So when, you know, the art of manifestation is not just about visualization and belief that you deserve it and all this stuff. It's also about becoming one with it, right? It's also about vibrating at that frequency. And see, in your dreams, you just lose these human inhibitions. You just lose it. You don't have it. So I think that it's very much related. And I know I'm a pretty good manifester in that, like, if I need a certain exact thing, I can can get that. And I, I think that it's, I think we all have that power. And I think that it's probably related to the fact that I love dreaming. I mean, I don't know if you know astrology really well, but I'm a Pisces. And I mean, that's just the dreamer, you know, that's just the, (laughs) yeah. Oh, fascinating Gina. In fact, I'm going to apply many of these things starting from today, but I know I want to be respectful of your time. It was such a fascinating conversation that I'm itching to ask you many more questions, but I think we should probably leave you for today. But um, in your mind, why, why do you think there's so many sleep challenges today? Is it trauma? Um, think, Is it not I being connected? Yeah. Yes. There's so much, I mean, stress is like, you know, there's so there's uh, things happening in your body that you don't have a, you you can't handle maybe because it's too much, you know? Um, So we are just inundated with information now. I think that humans did not evolve to be able to absorb the, like, just look at social media and the, and the news. Like we did not evolve to be able to absorb what's going on in 500,000 people's lives, right? So we're on information overload. And then we have the EMFs, you know, the electromagnetic frequencies, man-made cell phone towers and things like that. And I think that really impedes on our sleep quality, Mm. you know? And so I think that all all of the above, like poor sleep, equals more stress and more stress equals poor sleep, right? And it's the masculine energy that's being really overtaxed because that's the energy of the daytime. You know, the sunshine, the daytime, we're active, we're in our yang, we're in our masculine. It's nighttime when we're in our yin and we're supposed to rest and assimilate everything that we learned that day. And so, yeah, I think it's just so much information overload, stress, and really you know, really honoring the, the hard work course, instead of also honoring the, the feminine aspect where it's rest and digest, you know, the parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah, for sure. Fight or, we're all in fight or flight. Yeah. You know. So Gina, complete our sleep whisperer show mantra. If sleep is the new medicine, then how would you complete that? Well, if sleep is the new medicine, I, I really think we don't need money more medicines. I mean, really, if I, in fact, Deepa, I tell my clients, one of the first things that we have to do when we work together is create a sleep sanctuary yes. in their home. Yeah. So it is primary. So yeah. yeah, we do not, the only reason why you need all these herbs and all these other things is because you're not getting enough sleep. Yes. <laughs> so 100%. Yeah. Where can people find you, Gina? So where do we want to direct everyone if they're more fascinated on all these things that we've spoken about today or to reach out to you? Sure. Reach out to me via my website. I'm at ginaliverti.com and I'm sure you'll you'll post a link yes, to it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I am also on Facebook and YouTube. I teach medical intuition. So I teach what I do. And through that, we have psychic development courses and I'm definitely going to post the dream class. I'm also on Facebook, right? And um, I go live once in a while. And um, so I can definitely talk more about dreams if people are interested. Yes, I think I would definitely be interested. Um, Thank you for taking your time out, Gina. It was such a pleasure having you today. And um, if you're coming by India anytime, we'd love to actually have some sort of a session. Absolutely. I would just really love to come to India. What part are you in? Where are you? I'm down in the south. Okay. Yeah, I have many clients in India, actually, all different parts. 
of India. So I would just love it one day. I don't know that I that I that I would come anytime soon, but yes, I we feel will. it. We I will we will set the intention for that to yes. happen. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. This is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for personal help on your health journey, do seek out a medical practitioner. Please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your doctor or otherwise qualified healthcare professional. It is in no way intended as medical advice as a substitute for medical counseling or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. Be sure to always work directly with a qualified health practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle that may feel out of your realm of comfort or understanding. If you are looking for an allied functional medicine practitioner, do seek out more information on www.phytothrive.com or www.sleepwhisperer.pro. It is important that you have someone who is qualified and understands your health personally in order to provide adequate care, especially when it comes to chronic health conditions. Thank you.